0: hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the in the huddle podcast i'm one of your hosts chris rotundo and i'm your other host sam gold and week one is officially in the books it was a wild week of football um a lot of overreactions already happening around the league and i'm just excited football's back sam
1: you know what what is week one without some overreactions i mean you know we we can go throughout this whole podcast stating our opinions and then ending every single one by saying well it's only week one but I mean, what's the fun in that? You know, you got to overreact sometimes. I think it's a lot of just the uh, the overall energy of football coming back. People just wanting to talk about it. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if I have some uh, hot takes here this week. But um, that's just a part of week one. And there's nothing more exciting than covering the uh, comeback of football. So I'm ready.
0: Yeah, Sam, I agree with that. I'm ready as ever right now. And let's get right into it.
1: All right. Roll the intro. You're listening to In the Huddle
0: with Sam Gold and Chris Rotundo. All
1: right, Chris. Um, I always forget that, like, you know, we haven't done this in a week, so we have to cover the Thursday night game, even though it feels like years ago. But um, here we are, Bill's Rams. Right. I'm not gonna overreact to this one though. It was thirty literally ten. It was thirty one to ten. Bills win it. I think a lot of people honestly, as bad as the Rams played, like I'm not that shocked. Like, I feel like the Bills had so much hype going in, you know, to this game. Like, if you would have told me, yeah, the Bills would have handedly won this game with all the fire that's under them, just wanting to prove a point to come out of the season, I wouldn't be shocked. And you know, thirty one to ten, that's definitely that's definitely a blowout, but um, you know. I mean, the main part of this game, obviously, is the Rams just, just totally whiffing at the beginning of the season, although I'm, I'm not worried about them. The only thing I'm actually worried about is Matt Stafford. Like He did look, you know, they tried to play off the elbow injuries, not that serious, but I mean, you got you to gotta admit, some of his passes just looked weird, and you could tell it was from that elbow.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to overreact too much right now since week one. I'll give it a few more weeks, but... I mean, it was your typical week one type of con contest right here. You know, the first game of the season, the energy is so high right now. And the first half, it was very sloppy. It was 10, 10. It was turnover galore. Both defenses did well for fantasy wise. Even though the Rams gave up 31 points, they still, I think scored nine defensive points because of the amount of turnovers there were. But in the second half, the Rams fell flat and the bills just continue. And the bills cl- were clicking on offense scoring 21. So. I'm really not too worried about the Rams right now. It's early. They still have a cup They have what? 16 games left to figure it out. And I think next week against the Falcons will be a perfect spot for them.
1: I know. What, what, what a better team to bounce back against than the Falcons. I, mean, I And think we'll about talk it. about that game. I mean, they're, they're just being the Falcons already, but. Um,
0: Cooper cup fantasy owners, man. He drops over yeah. 30 fantasy points and they only score 10 points. So imagine when they start putting up 30 points again. In some games, know. how you want to look? Rams
1: fans, if you're even out there, if you want to look at a positive, Cooper Cup still Cooper Cup, so that's great. Um, yeah, I would like to just see them get some of their uh, playmakers more involved. Alan Robinson only had one catch; that's extremely disappointing. It looks like Cam Akers, uh, so far struggling. Um, and any Daryl Henderson owners, I am pointing at myself, both leagues on my bench. Um, are probably pretty happy about that. But, um, yeah, overall, the Bills, you know, they look good. Although Josh Allen, people people are putting Josh Allen at number one in the rankings after week one. I'm sorry. He he kind of – look, he threw two interceptions. I mean, if you're not putting Mahomes at number one, we'll get to Mahomes. But I just think it's ridiculous that Josh Allen MVP talk after one week, especially when he didn't even, in my opinion, play the best out of any quarterback. But uh, whatever, we'll move on. You know, it's just the opening game. Um, what do we got? Eagles, Lions. Uh, this is probably the most Lions in Detroit game ever. They lose by three in a shootout where they kind of just score a bunch of garbage touchdowns at the end. I mean, I could have, I could have predicted this nine out of ten times. I mean, I knew the Eagles were going to win, but thirty-eight to thirty-five is such a perfect score for the Lions to just look good enough for people to think, oh, yeah, the Lions actually are not that bad. But, of course, they still lose. Like, it's such a Lions game.
0: Yeah, I thought it was an entertaining game on both sides. You know, the um, there was one point in the game when I think Goff was, like, four for 14 or so, something really bad. And I'm like, oh, God, he somehow got worse. Um, no, it wasn't the, even that. No, he was, like, he was actually – no,
1: it wasn't his completion percentage. It was – he was, like, six for seven for, like, three yards. Oh, that, so,
0: okay. it was that so was. bad!
1: Like, yeah, it's just so funny to see that pop up at the bottom of the screen.
0: But um, the Lions, uh, it's gonna be—I think they look better than they do last year. Um, offensively, Swift, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Hawkinson—you're gonna have the same vocal points of the of the offense. uh But going to the Eagles, I think it's crazy how from just from a fantasy perspective how well Jalen Hurts did and didn't even have a single passing touchdown I think that's just i that just goes to show with this offense how he can really get there versus versus anyone he doesn't have to have a passing touchdown I mean they had four rushing touchdowns uh AJ Brown had over 150 yards in his Eagles debut um this team if they get hot they're gonna be a team to watch out for now I don't think that they're going to go very far but i do think they're going to be a fun team to watch with the addition of aj brown
1: yeah and with that cowboys game that we'll talk about mm-hmm. a little bit later i, mean, I think the division the, it's, is it's pretty wide open for eagles right now
0: yeah it's, it's the eagles division to lose at this point yeah and uh look at look at Miles sanders you
1: know he had a very disappointing year last year he had almost 100 yards he averaged over seven yards of carry and he got his touchdown for the first time since 2020 so uh, good for him um uh, but yeah aj brown ground especially just he's already getting fed crazy he looks great um and yeah jalen hurts you know we'll see about the passing game but you know he's still pretty efficient on the ground he got his rushing touchdown and uh you know the the eagles did what they needed to do i i would say if i were an eagles fan the only thing i'd be disappointed about was the defense um you know you definitely thought you're going to be a little bit better than giving up 35 points also, as an Eagles fan, you gotta accept like when you go and play the Lions in Detroit, it's just it's always just a weird high scoring game. So honestly, wouldn't be worried. Uh, and DeAndre Swift, Chris, I'm not gonna go out and say anything crazy right now, but he has the potential to be the Jonathan Taylor of this season. He just already looks amazing. Like you could just tell he he's 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 hitting his prime right now. He looks great.
0: Uh, I mean, I hope so. From for, uh, a couple of my fantasy teams, I got him, and I think he fell a little further than he should have in some drafts. So. That first game. Oh, like, why did I take Alvin tomorrow so over him? Why did I do that? It's one Anyways. game. You know, the overreaction coming in. Uh, Bye. 49ers, Bye. Bears. I really don't have too much to say about this game. Listen, it was a monsoon, and people are overreacting here. Listen, the Bears are a really shitty team. They got their win. A bunch of shitty teams got their win this week. And this is one of them. They won in a monsoon that it was just terrible conditions. People are going to be overreacting at how bad Trey Lance looked and the 49ers looked. If, if you just look at the box score of that game and don't know how the weather was. Yeah. You're going to make those assumptions, but let's just be real here. The weather was the reason that this game was so ugly. I don't think it was because of either offense. The weather was the biggest factor in that game. I mean, you look pregame, they have brooms trying to get water off the field. It was puddling. It was just, it just didn't, it just didn't seem like any fun to even play that game. Watch that game. Just a mess. It's
1: only fun when you end up winning that kind of game. Like the bears did. But, um, yeah, it was basically just a test of, like, who can get one big play and turn the game around. And that passed to uh, Dante that Fields had. was the swing in this game. You know, you could say both defense. I can't really tell right now. Um, oh, my God. I lost my thought. Really good thought about the Bears, and I just lost it. Oh, I got it. I was I was saying during the game, like I, I'm not surprised that the Bears won. Like they, I said to myself, they got to get to three and two somehow. Like they just do it every single season. <laughs> they get to three and two, and then they win six games, and then that's it. No one cares. They're the Panthers. They're the Panthers. They both go three and two, and then they suck the rest of the season. And just watch it happen. They got to get their win somehow. But yeah. Anyways, let's talk about a game that was probably. Yeah, I'm going to go out and say it was the most
0: wild game of the weekend for sure.
1: Steelers, Bengals. Since it's one of your teams, Chris, I'll give you the floor first. I mean, just a wild game.
0: Um, you know, I don't feel like recapping the game start to finish, but I will say losing TJ Watt. Thankfully, it's only six weeks. That, that's a huge blow. Without him, the defense is a million times worse. Najee Harris, he says he'll be back next week after the high ankle sprain. Thankfully, he'll still be there. But offensively, you forced five turnovers defense forced five turnovers they played what could be their best game all year and you only scored 23 points on five turnovers and one of the touchdowns that they had was was because of, it was because of a pick six so offensively the struggles are still there i think a new offensive coordinator needs to come in i think that's also part of the issue but also Mitchell Trubisky he's just he's just a mobile big ben That's kind of of the vibes I'm getting. The offensive line's terrible, and the Bengals, they just didn't go away. They have that fight in them. The last second, they score a touchdown with, what, one second left on the clock, and then Minka blocks the field goal, goes to overtime, and the Steelers pull out a victory. Yeah, I'll take any win. However, a win's a win. You can't take it away, but this is one of those wins that there's a lot more negatives to take away than positives. And I don't feel good how I normally do on a victory Monday. I felt scared with the news about TJ and just how putrid the offense looked.
1: Yeah, this is a, this is such a classic Steelers win, but it comes, yeah, you're right. It comes with the consequences here this time around. And uh, I mean, it's AFC reports- North football, but it's just yeah.
0: scary. And the Bengals offensive line already having the issues, um. yeah I mean luckily
1: TJ Watt he's not going to be out the whole season it looks like but still still going to miss a lot of time Um, as a Najee Harris fantasy owner I wish Miss Trubisky was a mobile Big Ben but I honestly say he's nothing like Big Ben because he only looked to the freaking flat one time and luckily that was the Najee Harris touchdown Big Ben would at least dump it off to Najee Harris Three thousand times a game, but let's not get to that. No, once again, no one gives a fuck about my team. Anyways, Pat Fryer by the way, he's gonna just very quietly be a top ten tight end this year. That's all I have to say. But going to the Bengals side, four interceptions for Burrow, five turnovers in the first half, Um, and they still went to overtime, and they still like you know you make just one of those kicks, you win the game. So anyone who's worried about Burrow. He came out sloppy. The offensive line looked terrible. Yes, he made a few really bad throws, but look, Burrow is not Brady. But there's parts of him that remind me of Brady where that I'm not worried about Burrow. He's going to bounce back. You could tell he's focused. You could tell that's probably going to be his worst game of the season. Um, and I'm, I'm really not worried about the Bengals. Jamar Chase looked great. The only thing I'm really worried about is T. Higgins. But it looks like it's just a concussion. So he's probably going to miss, what, two weeks, two, three weeks. So it's not the end of the world. And, um, you know, it's just – actually, look, the Bengals somehow put themselves in a spot to win. But I got to say, they got really lucky too. I mean, with the Watt injury and then all those penalties at the end of the game. I mean, this was just a drunk, all-based-on-luck kind of game. And then, of course, just to top it off with all those missed kicks, I mean – just watching it. I mean, my dad was freaking out the entire time. He had so many heart attacks. We were going crazy when Jamar Chase scored the touchdown, and then of course the missed extra point, and then, you know, overtime just ensued chaos and uh definitely one of the more wild games. Um while we were just trying to keep up with all the shit going on in red zone, I mean, there's tons of games going down on the wire, especially with field goals, and we'll get to that, but um this one definitely topped it all. It, it, it reminded me of that Bengals Packers game from last year where they kept missing the kicks. But you know, I definitely thought this game would end it in a tie. But no, not 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 today. Steelers got the dubs. So even though it's TJ Watt injury, you know, a dubs a dub, and uh, you know that's what you get. So all right, yeah, Chris, really like ready uh, to Patriots Dolphins. Oh yeah, Patriots Dolphins. Dolphins win it twenty. 20- Yeah, well, he just looked like Tua. That's all I could really say. Um, You know, 23 of 33, 270 and a touchdown. He got the breakaway touchdown from Waddle. That helped. I mean, everyone saw that throw to Tyreek Hill on Instagram where Tua was just not even in the vicinity of where Tyreek Hill was. So that was a little concerning. But look, he didn't turn the ball over. He looked fine. He did safe Tua things. So honestly – I'm not gonna have an opinion on him right away because he just he didn't stand out either way. So that's fine because he got the win. I would really just direct it towards the Patriots and their offense. Um, they just you know there was concerns in the preseason, Chris, that their offense just looked really sloppy and like unaware of what they were doing. Um, their run game in this game was terrible. So you know definitely concerns there for the Patriots. Mac Jones didn't look too great um you know you got that uh, melvin ingram got the force fumble off the sack for the touchdown He, got, mac jones also threw an interception but you know you could also say that you know bill Belichick doesn't usually win in miami so either way you take it as a patriots fan i wouldn't be too happy with the performance but um you know you got you got 16 games left so it, it's the patriots never count them out
0: listen the patriots they're gonna win seven eight games this year uh but mac jones he's just I feel Patriot fans think that they have the next coming of Tom Brady. And I don't think that's ever going to happen uh, for anything. Tom Brady, he's, well, he's one, of, he's one of one. Yeah. I don't think, I don't know if they're waiting for the next coming of Tom Brady, but uh, Mac Jones, I don't, I don't think he's just all of what everyone's trying to make him up to be. He's a fine quarterback. He's nothing special, but you'll win games with him you're not I don't think you're gonna lose lose because of just him but I think the, the team as a whole just isn't really that good you the receiving core is is bled the offense as a whole is just mid <laughs> I, I mean I would that's really, say it's worse it's mid I think the offense as a whole is mid I mean you you have guys on there that can make big plays but it's nothing like mean, you you don't look at it and go oh Kendrick Bourne, I'm scared. John o. Smith, I'm scared. Jacoby Myers, I'm frightened. I mean, Jacoby Myers hasn't hasn't scored a touchdown in over a year. He's he's very much due. Um Ramondre Stevenson. Oh, Shiver Me Timbers. Like you're not sitting here like saying any of like, any of this because of them. No.
1: Jacoby Myers loves just getting like four to seven catches for like a decent amount of yards and just never scoring. Like he's a great just Twelve man fantasy league flex. If you're just expecting no touchdowns, like he's just, I don't understand what that dude's about. He's but. gonna
0: get one this year. He has to get a touchdown. This he, year. he got one last year. He got one last year. I don't think it was a receiving touchdown.
1: It was. He got one against the Browns. Remember, you like touch into the end zone. Everyone was so hyped. It was that game they blew out the Browns.
0: No, no, no. He didn't. He didn't. It got called back. I'm looking at it right now. 2022. No touchdowns. I swear, I knew he didn't get one. He it got called back. Oh no, no, no! I'm looking at, 2021. 20, oh, he had two.
1: Okay. Oh, he two. I didn't realize he had a second one, but um, yeah. Maybe no, he has no, two no. Career no. touchdowns. I, I remember for a fact. I remember seeing it on Red Zone, and like everyone was like,
0: "I remember." No, it was his first one of yeah, that no year. Way. Got called back. Okay.
1: Oh, that's I do remember that.
0: was it on prime time. It doesn't I I even matter. Know, I just remember. Anyways. I'm like,
1: oh. I mean, I guess we never really mentioned Tyreek Hill's name besides that horrible throw from Tua. Look, Tyreek Hill, he's still great. Like, I'm not going to bash him as a Chiefs fan or anything. He's still great. It's just have fun letting him get 10, 15-yard catches instead of 60-yard touchdowns. That's really what it comes down to. So, we'll see it. The one time Tua hits him in stride, everyone will go crazy, but... Look, Tyreek Hill is just going to become a PPR machine at this point. I, I don't see him getting too many big plays, uh, especially with that season opener. Just It, it didn't look it, good, but it didn't look explosive. Anyways, Panthers, Browns, um, you know, the one week everyone's rooting for the Browns to lose, they come out and win. I really thought they were going to miss that field goal at the end of the game just for karma's sake. It would have been a great story. You know, Baker Mayfield, or were they down? like seven, like 20 to seven or something. And then, you know, Baker comes back, has a rushing touchdown. He has that bomb to Robbie Anderson. He looks great in the second half. Um, and then they, they lead to that game winning field goal. You thought until Cade York comes out of nowhere, hits a 58 yarder, probably the most beautiful kick I've ever seen that the way it just curved in for 58 yards. That, that was, a really nice kick, but um, you know, I could, I, I'm surprised. I'm surprised the Browns, You know, I just felt it in my gut that there was going to be a lot of bad karma for this team going into week one, especially with Baker coming back wanting a revenge. But, you know, as much as we hate Watson, you know, there's still 52 other guys on that team. And you got to pay them the respect for coming out in Carolina and getting the win.
0: Yeah, um, this game was, you know, the Browns, they they got to win. You know, I think they're going to win a few games with Jacoby Meyer. It's good they get one under their belt. So, Percent, percent. Oh, I say Brissett. Oh, too many, too many, too many <laughs> No,
1: we're just talking about. Um,
0: but it was Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb both had great games. Uh Hunt, he he got in the end zone r- two times, rushing and receiving, and Chubb had a 100 yard rushing game. So, right there, you know,
1: back to mid season form. I feel so bad for running Nick backs. Chubb owners in fantasy. I
0: feel but, so bad. I mean, who knows is is Hunt gonna get traded? I don't know. Uh I wouldn't be surprised either way. The Browns don't want to get rid of him, but who knows? His opinion could change midseason. Uh I as a fantasy owner of him, I would like to see him get traded and be the vocal point of that of a running of a running back room for a team because I think he, he already thrives here in Cleveland. Now we, we get him back to him being the only guy there, the main guy, and that would just be great. Uh we'll have to wait about seven more weeks to kind of figure out if that's gonna that's gonna happen uh but for for the Panthers uh Baker he needs to do more passes to Christian McCaffrey I mean four receptions and only 10 carries isn't gonna cut it for him uh this is a guy who I want to see catch way more passes as a Christian McCaffrey owner again I would love to see more more from him simply because ppr points uh but just for my personal reasons aside i think that if the panthers want to have success as well they have to get mccaffrey involved more when the panthers are putting up points and winning games McCaffrey's the reason why
1: yeah it baffles me that he had 10 carries i don't care that the panthers were down however much in the third or fourth quarter i mean you hand on the ball it's this it's almost the same as just passing the ball at that point like he's gonna get you yards like just hand it off it, do, it doesn't matter um and they really didn't utilize it like you said but um you know looking at the two quarterbacks in this game baker mayfield he did baker mayfield things jacoby Brissett, he did jacoby Brissett things nothing really surprised me in this matchup here um good for baker for at least you know working his ass off till the end of the game putting that field goal at the end of the drive you know coming back but um you know once again you got to give it to the browns and you know as a panthers defense owner in fantasy which for some reason I started them over the Bucks last second, because I just, in my gut, once again, I thought the Browns were going to get killed. Um, their defense looked way worse than I thought it was going to be. I mean, they have good players. They got chin, they got Shaq Thompson, they got Brian Burns, they got Derek Brown. They're the Panthers. And I just named four defensive players right off the bat. That's like, that just shows you they have players like, but I don't know. They just looked really bad against Jacob and that, for me, as a Panthers fan, it's got to be a slight concern. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But overall, good game. Chris, we'll get to another game that, you know, we thought the Steelers game was going to end in a tie. This game actually ended in a tie. We had one. On a... And you know what? I'm mad at the Texans. They should have won this game. And I'm not even mad about how he punted at the end of the game to just get a tie. I mean, they blew a 17-3 to lead. Um, no, they blew a 20 to three lead. I'm sorry. They blew a 17 point lead to a struggling old Matt Ryan in this game. And, uh, I don't know. It's just, I really wanted the Texans to win. I don't know why, but you know, I also had them winning in our predictions and I like Davis mills. I like this team and just what a disappointing end to tie at home in in an opener where you could have upset your rival. And uh, here we go. The Colts march back. Matt Ryan threw it 50 times. Uh, Jonathan Taylor had the ball 31 times. So Michael Pittman looked great. So you got to give it up to the Colts for at least making a comeback. But just the just, uh, – I don't know what to describe. It's just a very eh ending to this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, there are two main guys on offense did their thing. But I think we go back to – the man who I'm very pissed off that he got caught Rodrigo Blankenship. They ended up cutting him yesterday. Um, I think he had two kickoffs out of bounds and then he missed a kick and you look back and two kickoffs out of bounds, you give them even better field position that as part of it. I mean, you go back to that, but I don't, you, you can't put all the blame on him. I mean, you look at a team like the Colts, you look at a team like the Texans, you would expect better play to, to happen, but it's week one craziness. Um, it's a tie, and I, I'm, a, I'm very interested to see when we get down to weeks 15, 16, how this is going to impact the playoff seating because I think that the Colts are a yeah. team who I think they win the division, but I'm very interested to see how this tie, um, let's say they win the division, how it's going to affect their seating in the AFC.
1: Yeah, I mean, you don't know how good the Titans are going to be yet. So maybe the half game will actually help. I don't know. Because yeah, they could have I mean, lost the game, but they also could have won, which what? Which is what you were saying about Blankenship. He had the chance to win a field goal there and he missed. So I'm I don't know. Still, very...
0: I, I don't agree with the reason to, to release him, but that could be bias. I think
1: it shows just how f- probably frustrated they were this entire game. They probably didn't expect to go down early against the Texans. And then just to, you know, work that hard to build your way back up and then have Blankenship just kind of, you know, just making everything worse um, and just decreasing your chances of winning this game that you should have won. I mean, maybe Frank Reich was just so pissed off. I don't know. I I also don't agree with it. But, you know, it's a hard business sometimes. And uh, they were probably just so frustrated. And um, I don't know. Colts-Texans tie. I wouldn't have predicted it. I actually just had the Texans winning, so I don't know. This is uh, either one of these fans, it leaves you with a weird feeling at the end. As a Chiefs fan, I've never experienced a tie, at least when I've been alive. So I don't know how exactly it feels, but it,
0: it, it, I, I can't imagine. They it feel weird, me,
1: Chris, as the Steelers have tied plenty of times. when you've they,
0: been alive. If, I guess the most notable tie was uh, the Browns. Years ago. Yeah, the Browns. That was just terrible. I mean, that was
1: week one, too, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, ties. I, it, there's no really, uh, I hate ties. ties they got to get rid of ties. I don't even know how to explain how they feel. Yeah. It, it just feels incomplete. And you know that it's going to come down and it's going to butt you in the ass down the line. Yeah.
1: They always it do. Just, they
0: never, they, they never help you. They always hurt you. It's just annoying to have to like
1: remember that a team tied like, like 10 weeks from now, we're going to, we're going to see the Colts and be like, oh, they're five and five. Oh, no. Wait, they're 5-4-1. Like, I don't know. It's, it's annoying. They got to get rid of the ties. I, I, I totally agree. But um, we'll move on to another close game, Chris, that also went down to a field goal. But this time it worked out. No, it didn't work out. I'm sorry. This game ended in a young Mike who blocked kick, didn't it? Falcons-Saints. Yeah, actually, this is a really bad day for kickers, Chris. Um, once again, the Falcons blow another 16-plus point lead. And uh, I really don't have anything to say other than just stop being a falcon. Look, the Falcons are so irrelevant where you could stop being a Falcons fan. I-, I don't think too many people would care. Anyone out there listening, you can come to the Chiefs. Hell, you can even go over to, I don't know, the next closest team. You can go to the Jaguars. I don't care. Just, you can't be. I, I-, 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 I don't know how you guys are Falcons fans. Ever. Anyone out there, it's just. It's not even fun. It's not even funny anymore. It it, it went from devastating to hilarious, and it's now it's painful. back to like what the hell is going on?
0: Now it's just stupid again. I mean, this Saint Saint started off this game very slow, only seven points in the first half. Uh, tra- trailing to the Falcons, and Jameis Winston didn't look very good. And then I mean, Taysom Hill had that crazy like what was it fifty yard rush, and then he. He got a rushing touchdown and come on. That, that's what have to suck about being a Kamara fantasy owner because there's always that Thanks. risk. There's always that risk. I mean, there's always that risk of Taysom just taking one to the house.
1: But there's always the risk of him scoring six touchdowns in a championship game two years ago. There always so.
0: is. But I mean,
1: 20 year risk, league.
0: If that risk you're taking, me personally, I'm willing to take the risk because Taysom's only going to do stuff like that once every. Who knows how many weeks, and of course, it had to happen in week one. Uh, not just a wild week for kickers and just football in general, just a, a wild week for fantasy.
1: Yeah, it's especially running backs. Look, a lot of wide receivers did great, except for mine, of course. You know, DK Metcalf Mike Williams, and of course, screw mine, right? But, anyways, I mean, yeah, running backs the only notable running back really was. Saquon and DeAndre Swift, maybe uh, I'm probably missing a few, but like, yeah, Kamara, Najee Harris, Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, um, Derek Henry, a lot of these guys just off to rusty starts. And, you know, Kamara, I, I think he was also dealing with a minor injury. I forget what it was. I think it was a rib injury, but um, to only get him nine carries for 39 is, is disappointing. And, you know, we haven't talked about him yet. Michael Thomas, he comes back. He's a part of the comeback. Um, while coming back in his career, five catches, 57 yards and those two touchdowns at the end of the game. I mean, you know, he's not like the most productive guy here in week one, Jarvis Landry had 114 yards, very, very not talked about at all, but you know, Michael Thomas, he made the two big plays and you could just tell he's fired up to be back. And, um, you know, even though he only got five catches, you got to say, he was just a complete integral part of this win here. And Mm -hmm. as a saints fan, you got to be pretty hyped for his comeback.
0: And one more thing on the opposite side for the Falcons, they need to figure out a way to get Pitts uh, active more. He only has yeah. one touchdown that comes from overseas. It comes in London, not even in the States. It's just frustrating. Crazy. And I don't, I don't know if it's the system, how they're using him. I don't know what it is, but they got to find a way to get him more touches because I, I, it's just frustrating to just watch a guy so talented, just underproduce.
1: Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And it's not even like Mariota looked bad either. Like he, he was playing fine. Like He just didn't get the ball to pits. Speaking of London, if you're wondering about the rookie, Drake London, five catches, 74 yards, decent debut. And uh, if you were worried about Cordero Patterson uh, getting more touches this year, he looks like so far he's right on track of where he was last year, 120 yards and a touchdown. So, look, like usual, the Falcons didn't look bad on offense except for some reason, they just blow it. So, I, I really have nothing else to say with the Falcons team, but like, I just don't understand how you do this every week. And, nope. uh, you know, the Saints, they just got lucky to be able to play them.
0: And another so, game yeah. I really don't have anything to say about, Sam. Uh, yeah. That's Ravens. You know, Ravens, they were not oh,
1: surprising. We don't have anything to say about a Jets game. Yeah. This has been Jets. going on for, th- for three seasons now. I mean,
0: no Zach Wilson, so we don't really see who he looks. So, it's Joe Flacco's there. Um, I don't know. I really don't care to say anything about this game. I mean, Joe Flacco had over 300 passing yards, so good for him. 59 you know, the re- attempts. <laughs> the Ravens Pretty crazy. Ravens, they're getting healthier. Dobbins should be back uh, f- a few weeks.
1: Uh, well, we'll see. I don't know. It keeps getting pushed back. It's very weird with JK Dobbins right now. They said he was do possible like a 50 50 chance for Week One. Now it's. Now it looks like worse. Lamar Jackson was even hinting like, "Oh no, we'll, we'll get him back in a few weeks." So I don't know what the hell's going on with JK. Yeah,
0: he will he, he's, he's quote eager to play in front of uh, the home crowd Sunday. So he wants to play Sunday, okay. but I wouldn't be surprised that say if he doesn't play this week, definitely in week three, uh, or if he plays this week, he'll probably be on a snap count.
1: Yeah. Yeah, at least a, a snap cow at best. But, um, yeah, really nothing else to say besides, you know, the Ravens got their easy win. Lamar looked great, threw some nice deep balls. And um, honestly, that's about it. So we can move on. Jaguars Commanders, a game I didn't really expect to be this good. Jacksonville uh, should have
0: won. And- Jacksonville should have won.
1: <laughs> okay, go ahead. Why? Why should have Jacksonville?
0: Uh, I mean, Lawrence. He had ETN wide open in the. I think it was ETN wide open in the end zone, and he overthrew him. And then ETN again wide open for just walking into the touch for a touchdown, and ETN just drops it. So it's good to know that they like him and they're giving him the ball for opportunity for looks in the end zone to score. But his uh, first NFL game, and he just—it's just so frustrating and then and just and just to cuck all the uh, etn owners james robinson gets into the end zone
1: oh my gosh yeah thank you once again for calling me out as the etn owner although i did beat you by 50 this week that but, was
0: um, that that was bad and then another one of my leagues i scored the second most points and i lost to the guy who scored the most points so <laughs> yeah that's worse that's worse than getting listen, he's out. he's i mean he had he had cup and josh allen that's all you need to know and he had cam Akers who got zero actually and i still lost
1: tell me if this is worse in my other league i scored the least amount of points and i lost to the person that scored the second least amount of points
0: no that's frustrating (laughs) frustrating. (laughs) i lost the second worst team just to totally
1: make sure that i'm the worst (laughs) team
0: he scored i think like 172 and i scored 157 Alvin Kamara, Najee Harris,
1: Mike Williams, and DK Metcalf, and they all combined for 30 points at well, most. Just Mike terrible.
0: Williams was out there getting exercise, and Juno Smith is DK Metcalf's quarterback. Oh my so. gosh. <laughs> you
1: know, Keenan Allen's hurt this week. Uh, Trent McDuffie's out a few weeks of the hamstring for the Chiefs, although I want the Chiefs to win. I feel like Mike Williams could have a big week. We'll talk about that next episode. Uh, one more thing I have to say about this Jaguars game is yes, those plays should have been converted for touchdowns, but two things. I think you got to give it up to Carson Wentz. I really do. I mean, those deep ball touchdowns he threw were perfect. The one to McLaurin was beautiful. Um, And then Jahan Dotson, the rookie, he was the best rookie wide receiver this week. Um, And we knew he was, he was coming into the season a little underrated and uh, he made some big plays, two touchdowns for this team. And I got to say, Washington's offense looked good. They got Gibson involved when everyone was worried that, I know, I know what happened to Brian Robinson, but people were definitely worried that Gibson would still not be as involved, but he looked great. He had seven catches. Um, And Curtis Samuel, everyone forgot about him. He was hurt last year. He came back. He got a touchdown, eight catches. He looked great too. So you got to give it up to Carson Wentz in this offense. And, you know, I got to say, Chris, although Trayvon Walker looked great, he had an interception, he had a sack. That's great. I mean, the, The Jaguars' defense looked terrible otherwise. Um, So that's definitely one of the reasons why the Jags lost. I also got to say, Trevor Lawrence did still have a chance at the end of the game, and he just chucked it 50 yards for no reason right to the uh, defender of Washington, which led to the game-winning interception. You know, Trevor Lawrence, he did look bad in this game. He looked much better than he already did last year, but, I mean, just a stupid decision at the end of the game to try to win. But I, 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 in my personal opinion, although I do think those things should have happened i also think that uh washington should have won this game all right so um we got vikings packers oh boy the packers um i won't i won't say anything too crazy about the packers to be honest because what was it 38 to 3 last year against the saints yeah it takes rogers a minute to get acquitted with his rookies i mean Perfect pass to Christian Watson.
0: Don't even could get me started. Don't even get me started.
1: Yeah, that was just embarrassing for Watson. That that could have been such a great opening moment to his career, except he just I, dropped
0: it. He, in my dynasty league, he's on my taxi squad right now. And when I saw that ball going up to him, I said to myself, oh, man. This is what's going to get him elevated to uh, my my main roster. And then he dropped it. And I'm like, yeah, you were staying there for the foreseeable future after that. (laughs) It was just it was just pain. But it's it's week one shenanigans. And what's everyone doing? Overreacting. We've seen this story time and time again. Week one flops uh, comes out after that on fire. Wins an MVP. So am I worried? No, no, I am not.
1: Just, just like the Rams, too,
0: what a better way to bounce
1: back next week than to play at home in prime time against Chicago. So you already know the, uh, the Packers are going to win that game. That's that's something they always go out and dominate. So don't be too worried. Um, A.J. Dillon, though, he looked great. He had tons of targets, tons of carries. Um, so he already looks dominant in case Aaron Jones you know, ever goes down or you need another guy. Um, and then flipping on the Vikings side, you know, Justin Jefferson just – Very low-key, getting his best game of his career already. You know, in the first game of the season, nine catches, 184 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, And really no one else on this team did anything besides Jefferson. He absolutely carried. And then the Vikings defense really just got to Aaron Rodgers. They were missing their two tackles, the Packers. Um, So all they had to do, they did exactly what they needed to do, give it to their best players' hands, and Justin Jefferson on offense, and then just play the defense, take advantage of those injuries on the offensive line, and get to the quarterback. And the Vikings 23 to 7, kind of a boring game. But if you're a Vikings fan, you pretty much played the most perfect game you could have against Aaron Rodgers. You
0: know, uh, going back to about Justin Jefferson, I think it's actually, it, 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 it's, I don't even think it's close with how much uh, of a different level that Cup, Adams, Jefferson, and uh, Jamar Chase are than any other receiver. And oh yeah, and Diggs and any other receiver in the league right now. I think those five, they're just on a they're just on a different level, especially especially uh, Jefferson C- Jefferson Cup, Adams and Chase. I think are just a step above everyone else. I, I Diggs is right there as well. But if we're gonna put them in tiers, I think the four I just named are. In their like S tier, I should say, and then Diggs is like the tier right below them creeping up to that S tier. But it's it, this is not even funny because Justin Jefferson can come out any given any of those guys, any given week, and toss 150 yards up. He's got those long strides. It's not even like when he gets the ball, you're like, whoa,
1: like like Tyree Kill. It's just it's just all of a sudden he has the ball and then you blink and he's like 20 yards far farther. He just takes those and big strides. He, he gets, gets that get the separation. Out. He's got the hands. He's, he's got everything.
0: It's, it's fun to watch him when he when when he's having one of those games, it's just really fun to watch.
1: The Vikings, man, they, you, you, you guys, the Steelers and the Vikings, you guys always get your hands on some good receivers and uh, but, that's but, it. The Vikings are going to pay this guy in, in a year or two. And that's going to be their Randy Moss for God knows how long. I mean, he's he's going to be the best receiver in the league for a long time.
0: But in the Vikings case, at least they actually know how to throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field. I know. I'm actually, you saw them like with some real
1: play designs in this game. Like they finally coach, with Mike Zimmer coach, gone. They're not just,
0: offensive mind. I know. They're not just handing it
1: off to Dalvin Cook on first and 10 every single time. They're actually like doing real play designs, getting the ball into Justin Jefferson's hands. Like, you know, it's going to make Kirk Cousins look a lot better than he is. And uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing. So, and especially, uh, in a,
0: uh, we- especially in a weaker NFC, it's only going to elevate the Vikings even more. Yeah.
1: So, good, good, sh- good shit from the Vikings. All right. Another wild game. I would put this at number two uh, uh, for wild games of the season Giants, Titans. The Giants win 21 to 20. You know, Chris, I was, I'm was i probably the biggest Giants hater on this podcast. I'm not even saying last episode, but probably for the past three seasons. Uh, I got to say I'm sorry just for this one game at least. I really did not expect them to even have a chance in this game. When the when the Titans were up 13-0 at halftime, I was like, yeah, that seems about right. Like, the Giants just suck. Like, they, they're going to get killed. And then, you know, I got to give them props for, you know, Saquon –
0: oh my god i i was ready to write him off i was i was writing him off last week and he really made me eat my words i mean this dude he came out and he looked like the saquon from when he first came out of that draft the explosiveness and everything uh he looks to be a hundred percent now but it's but i'm just waiting to see how he progresses throughout the year is this just a one game thing is is he going to be able to do similar things with us consistently but new head coach going forward on fourth down that just told me all i needed to know that this coach is going to take risks and he's going to be way more aggressive than previous giants teams uh one thing is daniel jones it was in the fourth quarter they were driving down and i'm like why does daniel jones actually not look bad right now and the second i say that they're, i think they're on the 10 yard line and he throws that interception throws the, yep and that's right when i said yep there's the daniel no. jones we know
1: look as great as Saquon Barkley was and as aggressive as Brian Dable was, you gotta say the Giants still got a little bit lucky, especially on that final drive with those penalties. Very, very reminiscent of the Bengals on that final drive as but well.
0: You'll take your wins as you can get them, especially as the Giants. A, a team that might only have five more of these throughout the year.
1: Yeah. And uh look, I don't still, still don't think
0: that, uh, Daniel Jones. They have to
1: win a playoff game this year, in my, in my opinion, for Daniel Jones to stay. I
0: think even with the win playoff game, you can still get rid of him.
1: Well, Still. we'll see. If, I mean, if he's if he's a big part of like getting to the playoffs and winning a playoff. Uh, okay, game, okay. Can...
0: What are, what are we saying right now? We know that they're winning five games. <laughs> I
1: know. Anyways, we're, 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 not, so we're, not, we're not
0: playing Madden. This isn't Madden. Sure. This is real life. It's so funny to come to my uh, sports
1: analytics class a couple days ago and just see all the Giants fans like so happy. It's their first time with a winning record since 2016 at one and zero. It's their first time them. with a winning
0: record. Yeah, for them.
1: Yeah. Um I mean look, I I'm going to that Giants Panthers game next week. It's going to be so funny to see all those fans in MetLife with so much hope just for Baker Mayfield to just got 14 nothing on their ass and just that's it they're done. They know Chris, so they
0: know Christian McCaffrey might have like a 200 yard total game, right?
1: Yeah, I actually like <laughs> you might be like Sam Why the hell are you going to Giants, Panthers, especially as a Chiefs fan? Why are you thinking thinking about it, though? It's actually going to be pretty hype to see Christian McCaffrey versus Saquon Barkley. Like, that's actually a pretty good matchup, but I don't know. We'll get to the game stuff next episode, but...
0: Are you going just because the Chiefs don't play on Sunday? Well, that's like that's like ten percent of the reason. I, I mean, not, honestly, that, that's not ten percent. That's like ninety percent. I feel. I feel like if the Chiefs are playing Sunday, you wouldn't have gotten no,
1: it. No, no, because I'm going to Jets-Bengals uh, the week after that, and the Chiefs
0: play. Wait, you're going to Jets-Bengals? Well, yeah, with my dad because he's a Bengals fan. But well, that's actually hype. Uh, my uh, my school's offering tickets to that, but I'm like, no way, I'm going to watch the Jets and the Bengals. <laughs> like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't for care for free? It either. Uh No, I think it's like. They like 20 buck take 20 tickets but i'm like i don't feel like i mean i don't care about either team i would rather watch red zone the the jets got to bring out mike white for that game so they can win but we'll get we'll get to that in two weeks
1: anyways titans i'm not gonna say anything about the titans right now uh it's such a titans game for them like lose to the giants and then they'll go out and beat the bills next week that's just how the titans are but um look i'll give my props to the giants I was definitely hating way too hard on them. And I literally just was hating even harder on them about the Panthers game. But, you know, that's just kind of the fun I have being a Chiefs fan living in New Jersey. Got to have a little bit of fun against the Giants and Jets. But um, I will give them the respect. Nice job getting the two-point conversion. And, uh, you know, you still got lucky getting the two-point conversion, all those penalties, and the Titans missing the kick. But look, you still won. 1-0 is 1-1. Anyways, Raiders, Chargers, you know – like don't have much to say about this game like it as close as it was and like as good as like herbert looked and everything like this game was kind of random in my opinion i don't know why but like yeah, i didn't really um, care that much
0: about a lot of guys that you wouldn't a lot of guys that i feel i said the quote like non-fantasy players casual i'll say casuals non-fantasy players wouldn't know like like i would like, if i didn't play fantasy i wouldn't know who gerald everett is i wouldn't know who who deandre carter was like a lot of guys like that but these are guys that they scored, t- Everett scored, Carter scored. My- Mike Williams had nothing, which I-, I can't even believe, especially after Keenan Allen goes. But it's like, I think I was telling you this, like Mike Williams is just that guy who he drops 25 or more fantasy points for five games in the year. And then the rest of those games, he's just draw. he's just like 12.
1: Actually, I just realized, I stand corrected. That was the only part I was really interested in this game, to see if Mike Williams finally fucking get a catch for me. Uh, yeah, was- you're right. That is... That is the Mike Williams experience. Like, next week, he'll get 30 fantasy points.
0: <laughs> I mean, he should without... Um, but they're missing two of their offensive weapons. But... Look,
1: as long as the Chiefs win that game, I don't give a shit. Like, I would love for it to be a shootout where Mike Williams gets fucking four touchdowns. As long as the Chiefs win. but
0: And then... You yeah, have the Raiders side, Derek Carr, three interceptions. That's what lost in the game right here. Some really stupid fucking passes from, from Derek Carr. I mean, oh I'm God. just watching that. Like, all what right. the, I'm like, what are you doing? You fucking idiot. Excuse my language, but it just pissed me Whoa, off so watching him. was a big him.
1: Derek Carr hater all of a sudden. Where's this coming from? I,
0: I, I started him in fantasy. Oh,
1: okay. There it is. Yeah. Why did I had, you start I him, Derek I had, Carr against the Chargers defense? Never mind.
0: Anyways. I had him in Adams. I was running that stack. Okay, all right, fair enough. He's still, still going like 19 or whatever. It wouldn't have mattered. I was still going to lose regardless, but Adams, it, it doesn't matter. Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, he, he's just so good. And Derek Carr is yeah. the guy who's going to get your top guy the ball. So uh, Adams, he's going to produce here as well. He's That's why he's among the top three receivers in football.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely liked uh Devontae Adams usage I mean he's already getting fed so that, that's good for the Raiders one more thing about the Chargers before we move on anyone who's worried about the Keenan Allen injury I would say two things I would say well look Mike Williams is certainly going to do better than he did this week and second of all even if he doesn't I think Justin Herbert literally just proved right here that he can get anyone the ball especially in yeah. the end zone I mean he was throwing dots to people that were barely uh open and guys, you're not really talking about a lot. DeAndre Carter, Gerald Everett, so
0: Horvath—I don't
1: even know who that guy was. Oh, that was a fullback, right? Herbert's so,
0: one of those guys that he elevates everyone around him. He's just—he's yeah. he, a special type of talent like that. That you don't have to be one of these big names. You can be and, someone who's a role. I'll say a quote role player, and you can still be productive with him. I mean, this is why
1: I'm worried about the Chargers. Not only playing the Chiefs in a couple of days, but this whole season, they beat the Raiders. With Keen Allen getting injured, Mike Williams doing nothing, and we haven't even mentioned Austin Eckler's name. He had 2.6 yards per carry. He barely did anything. And the Raiders and the Chargers still look great. Now, I'm gonna give a lot of props to the defense. I mean, damn, the Chargers defense looks good. Khalil Mack, three sacks. I'm pretty sure they got the two interceptions. Joey Bosa looked great. I mean, they have so many weapons on the defense, but I mean, overall, I mean, if I'm picking a top three just based off the first week AFC teams, it's the Chiefs, it's the Bills, and it's the Chargers. Um, as a Chiefs fan, those are the two teams I'm, I'm definitely worried about looking at so far. But um, yeah. we can move on.
0: Oh, Sam, really want. quick, really quick, just opening up a yes. uh, sports book really quick. Uh, for Thursday night, Chiefs, they're favored, four-and-a-half-point favorites. But but from what we are talking about earlier, the Giants, right now they're listed as two-point favorites versus the Panthers.
1: Well, that makes sense because it's not like the Panthers are that much better. Plus, the Giants are 1-0 and at home and the Panthers mm-hmm. lost. So, I can see that. Um, all right. Well, we waited all this time to talk about the Chiefs. And funny part is I actually don't have much to say because that was probably, I would say, since the 2020 season against the Saints – which is week fifteen. That was probably the most relaxed I've ever felt watching the Chiefs' offense. I mean, in a game. are any
0: of us are any of us surprised? Or any of us what? I'm sorry. Are are any are any of us surprised that, that happened to the Cardinals? Well, the
1: the haters. That, oh my God, Chris! Actually, this is the best part to come out of the week. I checked Instagram every single time they posted the Chiefs positive comments. Mahomes getting hyped up in the comments. But like we're underrated again. It's 2018 all over again. I'm so happy.
0: I, I don't know.
1: Or I feel saw. like I've seen we more did. Josh Allen hate comments this week than Patrick Mahomes. That's all I have to say. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy.
0: I mean, the, the we're Cardinals being underrated again. The Cardinals missing offensive weapons. They lost guys on defense, and we know the Cardinals are not that good. So right off the bat, we should have expected the Cardinals to kind of be a little sloppy. You know, double XP weekend on Call of Duty. So, Kyler obviously wasn't going to be performing. But then of course. The, Chief, the Chiefs are just a better team than the Cardinals, even if they were healthy. Yeah, so I, I mean. See the, I see the same result both ways. Mahomes came out midseason. Uh, CEH came out, and he was just turning heads because I didn't expect him to find the end zone. But they look midseason form.
1: Yeah, CEH averaging six yards a carry, got the two uh, uh, receiving touchdowns. Mahomes, of course, five touchdowns, 30-39, of amazing performance. Um, Vintage Mahomes, probably his top 12 game of his career right there, just a quarterback play standpoint. Um, I told you to look out for Jody Fortson. He had a great touchdown catch. Kelsey doing Kelsey things. Juju, you know, I actually wasn't as high on Juju besides the fumble that he lost. I mean, six catches, 79 yards. That's very solid. Um, Sky Moore came out, only had one catch, but he made the most out of it, got 30 yards out of it. So, really no negatives on the offensive uh, side of the ball. The only negative from the defense is that Trent McDuffie uh, pulled his hamstring. I think that's going to be huge. He wasn't even really targeted in the first game, which just shows how good he's been. Um, So, I'm a little bit worried about that against the Chargers. But um, overall, I thought George Karloftis, he had had like six pressures in his first game as a rookie. He looks great. Um, Just overall, we look more hard-hitting. We look more focused. This is on both sides of the ball. So I'm, I'm very excited for this new look Chiefs team um, with Mahomes, of course, leading the pack. And um, I don't know. We just look like – it looks like scorched earth right now for Mahomes, and I'm very excited about that. The last time we put up 40-plus 40, uh, 40 plus points in a season opener um, in an away game in week one, we won the Super Bowl against – that's when we played the Jaguars. That's all I have to say. So, you know, we start the season in Arizona – we end the season in Arizona in the Super Bowl this year. We started the season in Florida, beating the Jaguars 40-plus points. We ended the season in Florida and Miami winning the Super Bowl. So it's
0: all connecting. You know, we'll see what happens. I you know, know. It's, it's week one. It's early, long season, grueling season. Uh, people people are feeling good about their teams. People are feeling really bad about their teams. But if you drop 44, <laughs> if you drop 44 Chris, week one in a blowout, you're feeling pretty damn good. It's funny because – yeah,
1: I'm a Chiefs fan. You're a Steelers fan. I probably have the best feeling win in the entire league, and you probably have the worst feeling one and zero in the entire league. Yeah,
0: I mean, I'm I'm honestly, it's complete opposite one and I'm I'm frightened for the Patriots next week. To be honest with you, gosh, yeah, that's, that's just, gonna be an
1: ugly game.
0: Yeah, I don't think I don't see how the Steelers win that game without T.J. Watt. That's what much he means to this defense yeah it's but gonna
1: be tough all right anyway
0: let's move on to a game that as little as we really have to talk about the game we have more so to talk about the future of the season for one of these teams that's gonna be the cowboys yep. and the bucks uh cowboys only team to not score a touchdown the entire uh week one the buccaneers came out and they didn't look uh too hot only scoring 19 but they handled them fairly easily even though the score wasn't so good so great uh but the bigger news is for first off ezekiel elliott you're paying this guy like what 50 million a year only to, to uh, you know zeke and pollard it's that dual backfield again you're paying your back I'm, i call just I, is for the memes i call zeke the backup running back you're paying him 50 million a year uh but then Dak. Pres- how much is he getting chris they're paying patrick mahomes 50 a year wait no no not, <laughs> but not but 50 away. i have i have a
1: Probably like 12. No, no. He has
0: 50 million guaranteed. Oh, not 60 or 90 million, 50
1: million guaranteed. Oh my gosh, that's way too much for Zeke. Anyways. Yeah. I mean, this offense, it just looked terrible from front to, from beginning to end. Um, they barely got their running backs involved in, in a good way. They couldn't get anything done there. CD lamb, only two catches. He looked terrible. Um, and Dak Prescott looks horrible, and then he got the hand injury. So honestly, it looks like Dak will be coming back around mid-season, and the Cowboys luckily have an easy enough schedule where if they just win maybe three games,
0: depending it's not on how happen, good though, it's not going to happen. How good the
1: NFC East is, the Cowboys will always have a chance if they just win enough games when Dak comes back. But I'm not optimistic. Um, it looks like this is the Eagles' division to lose at this point. And uh, on the Bucks side, you know they did put up 19 points, but you know a lot of those are just whiffed opportunities in the red zone, so nothing really to be worried about the Bucks there, except for Chris Godwin. You know he he got injured again; he's going to miss a few weeks, but um, you know you still got Julio, who actually looked really good, Mike Evans, and he got Russell Gage, so I'm not worried as a Bucks fan.
0: I mean this this Dak injury really really quick. Then, I, then we can move on. Uh, I know Jerry Jones said they expect him to be back sooner than 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 they originally predicted, but I I wouldn't rush this guy back, Um, but this Dak injury, it kills the offense. They're going from an offense who I think scored the most points per game last year to now they could be bottom three. Uh, It sucks for fantasy owners, especially of CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz. So I'm going to raise my hand there on that one. Um, (laughs) So that's pretty painful to watch, but yeah, I mean, we look at the Cowboys schedule here and they have the Bengals and they put the Giants, which... As the giants and the commanders when if carson wants this carson wants things that can then they play the rams so two out of those four games right there i think are 100 chances of, of losing then they go to the eagles and they put the lions so they have a mix they have not so great teams and they have some really good teams it's gonna be interesting they i could easily see them losing all six of those games i can see them winning one or two of them it's going to be an up the season right now. It, it's a lost season. And depending on when Dak gets back, it's going to be an uphill battle. But and
1: anyone talking about how they should sign Jimmy G, it's not happening. They're not going to waste no. the draft capital just to have him for six games. Like, it, yeah. it's stop with the Jimmy G talk. It's um,
0: look, what's Cooper the injury? Rosh, That's the guy you have
1: to get behind. I'm sorry, Cowboys fans.
0: It's six to eight weeks, right? The injury, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's time to write off the season. And Dak with his uh, second
1: major injury of his uh, career. That, that's, uh, that's not good.
0: Yeah, All sucks. right. The, 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 injury bu- the injury bug really getting uh, us this week.
1: Yeah. Um, Seahawks Broncos, the return of Russ to Seattle. And I got to say, Chris, look, the Seahawks won this game. They probably shouldn't have. And I don't think the Seahawks are going to be good this year. I don't care. But I have to say, it was it was pretty electric there in Seattle. Getting behind Gino with the Geno Smith chance in the crowd. Um, I gotta say, they're, they're a pretty fun team to watch when they have nothing to lose. Like when, you know, when the Seahawks were great back in 2013, 2014, and they had the annoying, you know, 12 chance Legion of Boom. You know, they're they a pretty annoying team with all the bandwagoners. But I gotta say, I, I kind of like the underdog Seahawks. Um, I don't know, there's something about them, they're very scrappy. And, you know, they still got DK, they got Lockett. And, you know, I like Geno Smith. He tries as hard as he can. And, you know, he's not the best guy, but he looked great in that first half. Um, you got to give it up to him. And, uh, you know, that second half, though was just that was just a shit show of football. I mean, I'm not even talking about the last decision to kick it. Just the two fumbles in the red zone for the Broncos. Um, just a lot of bad football. Um, and it was overall just a really, really weird game. If you want to give your opinion on going for the 64 yard field goal go ahead but um
0: stupid I you're just paying thought... this you're paying this dude over 200 million dollars and you don't let him attempt to get uh the 5 yards for the first down you have the the red zone uh the goal line collapses right there when you just score I think they had four times when they were on in, in, the, in the on the goal line and they only scored three points so you score more than three you have say let's just say six points there are two field goals on those and boom you win the game uh but once again i had the broncos winning this game but i'm not surprised at all at seattle won the energy in that building you could feel it from my from my couch you could feel the energy in there it was loud they were going crazy their former quarterback came back to town and they wanted to send a message and they go out there and they win and that's the perfect way to really put a punctuate put an exclamation point on week one yeah, and Seahawks fans, although,
1: you, I, come on, why are you booing Russ? I get it, he's coming in, you're trying to get him thrown off, we, you know, you want to beat him, but like, the Seahawks are probably one of the most irrelevant franchises in the NFL, if you take away that Super Bowl with Russ, like, come on, you got to pay him some respect, like, don't, don't try to be on the level of Colts fans booing Andrew Luck walking out of the stadium. It's a, it's a little disrespectful. I don't care how cringy Russ is with the let's ride or whatever, but the dude brought you into a relevance that you guys never had in your entire franchise, And now you guys suck again. Good, good for you that you got the win, but like, I don't know. I, I, it seemed a little disrespectful, but um, I definitely
0: you know, I did have the that. Seahawks
1: winning in our predictions. Um, and I just, I just did the math in my head. I went nine, six and one this week. So I don't know. Eh, I had a winning record, but
0: you know, six games missed that's week one for you so
1: prediction wise
0: fantasy football wise not a great week for me but looking forward to bounce back on one week two from the craziness that we had this past week yeah
1: one more thing though thank you seahawks for beating the broncos because now this makes this chiefs chargers game still crucial for sure but a little less now that the raiders and the broncos got off to an zero and one start so thank you for that um, but overall, yeah, there it is, Chris. We have officially experienced at least one week of Scott Hansen, which uh just means uh, uh we're back to earth again and we're, we're at least happy again. And um, I can yeah, next finally time finally breathe. Yeah, next episode, uh, we'll go through week two, which should come out you know, whenever if this comes out today, which is Wednesday, then we'll have the episode
0: out on Thursday before the Thursday yeah, night, probably. Yeah, try for like an hour, hour and a half, try to have it posted. Around, say, around an hour or two before kickoff on Thursday. Yeah.
1: So we'll have those two episodes out for you. So this was our week one recap. We'll see you guys next time for the week two preview. Um, and thank you guys for listening. Please follow us at in the huddle pod on Instagram and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon.